Welcome to Kingdom Family Talks, the podcast of Leif Hetland and Global Mission Awareness. Thank you for joining this episode of our podcast. I'm Alicia Edwards, the Communications Coordinator here at Global Mission Awareness, and I'm so excited to be sitting here this morning with Leif. Welcome, Leif. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, on our last podcast, um, you were dropping some incredible wisdom and insight about 2020 and, and how we can be all-in people, full of focus, full of favor, and full of freedom. And so on this podcast, I wanted to continue that conversation and, and shift it a little bit. I often hear you use the phrase, see it, say it, and cease it. And I would love to dig into that and how that pertains to the promises and destinies over your life. So first, what, what does that mean, see it? Well, uh, some of you maybe know that one of my favorite books that I ever wrote, uh, I'm just going to give this as a free advertisement for anyone yes. if you have not read <laughs> Seeing Through Heaven's Eyes. I believe it is going to be one of those books that can help you. And if you have read it before, read it again. But it was a simple, basic I call it four-dimensional way of looking. So I've had 3D glasses, but what if you have 4D glasses? And it started with me sitting on the airplane, and I, as I sat on the plane, I looked at USA Today, and it said the four kinds of God in America. And I, it just hit me. And then I realized that 29% of Americans, uh, when they view God, they see him as an authoritative God. Uh, another 22% see him as a benevolent God. 21% sees a critical God, and then 24% see a distant God. Uh-huh. So if you're putting that together, over 90% of American has a view of a God that does not look mm-hmm. like Jesus. Mm-hmm. That will affect them. The way I see God, the way I see God is going to affect how I see myself, because I don't see the world the way it is. I see the world the way I am. So I'm just saying that in regard to the lenses, seeing his face. Every yeah. problem we have here on the earth, you can... Find that in the face of God. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what God wants, that's why he said, blessed are the pure in heart, because they are going to see God. God wants us to be able to see him. Mm-hmm. But to do that, we need to be aware that could be natural father images. It can be spiritual fathers, different things that has done something with our lenses. Right. So that when we look at God, we do not see Jesus. Mm-hmm. We do not see the face of Jesus. When you're looking into his eyes, if he is kind of authoritative, guess what's going to be manifested? That you will often have some anger issue yourself. And it's constantly these tensions going on on the inside. Or mm-hmm. If you do not have a God that is in a good mood, but he is in a mood swing, then you will <laughs> always be there to try to please him. Right. So that's why it's so important for us to see it, see clearly, including mm-hmm. in life. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can have two different circumstances. Mm-hmm. And one person would see that the glass is half empty, the right. other one half full. So the circumstances, it is not what happens to you that matters. It is how you respond to it that mm, matters. So there is so important for me this year that I'm going to see things the way that God sees mm-hmm. things, that I'm going to think about things the way he thinks, mm-hmm. that I'm going to feel what he feels, love what he loves, and then also say what he says. Mm-hmm. So the starting point of this is open up our eyes mm-hmm. and looking in to the face of a loving father. Then I can look in the mirror and see me the way that he sees me. Mm-hmm. Then I have a 20 20- 20 vision of how I see 
you. And I remember a friend, he had, he had color blindness and he came up and said, oh, your shirt is, is blue. And I, no, it's green. But because he was color blind, mm-hmm. he didn't know. And I know there's some people have tunnel vision. Some mm-hmm. people have farsightness. Mm-hmm. Some people have short-sightedness. So we're not always aware of those right. issues that we have. Mm-hmm. So you can be sure that you are sure that the color is that on that, on that circumstance right. until you maybe take off those glasses and you put on the true glasses, the mm-hmm. 2020 vision. And that's yeah. always the eyes of love. Mm. And that's my heart for this year is that we're going to learn how to see into the unloved mm-hmm. realms. That's good. My friend Blake Healy, he sees into the unseen realm. Right. And part of my assignment is the race of sons and daughters of glory that is going to put on the eyes of love mm-hmm. and then keep love on and then to see people, not the way they are, but the way they're going to be. Not treat people based upon their history, but their destiny. Mm-hmm. So I'm very, very grateful that we are going to have some new glasses, all of us this year, the way we see God, see ourselves, seeing the circumstances around us, but also mm-hmm. looking into the future because right. it's so full of hope. And I just wanted to say, that God is healing hope for 2020. Yes, There's good. a healing of hope mm-hmm. that is about to take place yeah. and it's going to change your lenses. Mm. Would you say that every solution starts with a face-to-face encounter? Yes, because uh, what I'm beholding, mm. I am becoming. Yeah, that's and great. then what I become is what I release. So I can face things here on an earthly level that can be addiction or can be brokenness in the home, it can be finances. But when I'm looking into his face, I stop and I see the very face of God, Mm -hmm. seeing how big he is, uh, being overwhelmed, whatever overwhelms you, shapes you. And I'm getting so overwhelmed by him that nothing else can overwhelm me. So the perspective then how I see everything else, because I'm looking into his face, he's my peace. Yeah, he's my good. joy. He's yeah. my provision. He's my strength. He's my healer. When yeah. I'm looking in there, I see every single thing I need, I find the answer in his face. Mm-hmm. That's why Jesus come to say, I only did what I saw my father do. And I yeah. said what I heard my wow. father say. Mm-hmm. He reflected the very face of the father when he touched the lepers, when he raised the dead, when he delivered people and set them into mm-hmm. freedom. And then he said, as the Father sent me, now I'm going to send you. Mm. And each one of you are going to represent the same Father, full of love, full of power, and full of wisdom. Wow. So being a people seated in heavenly places, living from heaven to earth. Um, So then say it. What what do we need to say? And what do you mean by see it, then you say it? Yeah, there's times actually those can be in opposite order. Uh huh. Okay. So there's time you speak something into existence, uh, yes. and then it becomes visible what you say. Right. So you speak into the future. God said, "Let there be light." Yes. You speak it, and then you start to see what you say. Mm-hmm. But here I'm saying that now I see certain things. I have mm-hmm. the eyes. I'm starting to see it now. All these kingdom matters will be settled through declaration. Right. You see, when God That's spoke, good. it continued to happen. Light mm-hmm. continued to expand. Because mm-hmm. God has not stopped, but just with one statement when He speaks, it starts to work right. and it starts to expand and it will not stop. It is the Word of God. And I like the picture, the Bible says the Spirit was hovering yeah. over the earth mm-hmm. and then God spoke, making sure it's almost like a hummingbird that just is, is over a flower. Mm-hmm. And so it's the Spirit when it starts to hover. I call it the principle is the stirring Spirit and mm-hmm. the spoken word. Wow. When the Spirit starts to stir, 
speak and declare God's word. Wow. So for me, it's, I speak to my mind, I speak to my ear, I speak to my eyes, I speak to my body. I prophesy to myself, yeah. the first person that should get those seeds. And then those yeah. seeds that you speak, the word of God, it suddenly starts to grow right. and going into a soil and it suddenly changes you, transform you from inside out. But you also change the atmosphere. So what I would encourage, just some simple declaration yes. of it. Here's some who I am declaration. I am forgiven. Wow. I am forgiven. All my sins are forgiven before God. God will not condemn me. I am reconciled with God. I have been reunited with God. I am rescued. I am redeemed. I am bought with a price and I now belong to God. I am known by God. I am chosen. I am called. I am pure. I'm holy. I'm justified before God. I am accepted. I am healed. I'm alive. I am free. I am loved. I am taken care of. Mm. I am, I am. What is true of him mm. is true of me because mm. I am. So even if they take about 10 of those declaration statements, maybe perhaps chronic pain over a long period of time, I am right. healed. By his stripes, I am healed. Mm -hmm. You are my healer. Yeah. You are my strength. You are my rest. You are. So you release back again the you are. And then right. the world around us would say, he is. Yes. So the I am statement, because God says I am. And I'm agreeing now when he said, as I am, so are you. I am mm. free. I am healed. I am full of joy. And you say, well, I don't feel that. That's not true. I don't. No, you are speaking the things right. that God said. There's things that is true. Right. So you don't ignore the truth. But it is knowing the truth that sets you free. Yes. Declare the truth, what God says about it. And right. you're going to change the environment with declaration. Right. And it is so easy for us to yeah. see what's true instead of recognizing the one that is truth. And right. knowing truth. And then the next moment, declaring truth sets you free. Wow. Um, yeah, so faith, that just sounds a lot like faith to me. And, and even as you were reading those statements, which are so powerful, and, and for our viewers, I mean, for our listeners, I'm actually going to link some of these statements down at the bottom so that you can print them out and read them over yourselves because we want you declaring who God says you are. But, you know, faith sometimes says something different than our circumstances. But just hearing that made me believe. And I love, like, um, just on faith and, and declaring what God has said over you. That, that instantly reminds me of um, Hebrews eleven eleven, which is one of my favorite verses, and it's talking about Sarah's faith um, allowed her to tap into God's faith, and that made her impossible situation become possible, and she gave birth to her promised child. And so I think it's it's that listening and hear, knowing who you are, declaring what God has said over you, tapping into that faith, tapping into His faith. Yeah. And allowing him to bring that faith um, and to bring those circumstances and promises, which leads us into seizing it. Um, and, and I assume that that is just receiving what God has promised for you. How can we partner with God and position ourselves to receive our promises? Yeah, and I think it's also important for people to know because the sadness is when we've operated with faith for a long time yeah. and it has not happened. Right. And I felt that with yeah. a Proverbs 13, 12, hope deferred mm -hmm. made a heart sick. 
And now when you start to desire again and dream again right. is the tree of light. Yeah. So there is a healing of hope yes. that needs to take place in yeah. people's heart before they start to declaring the faith. So right. even there before we're finished today, I, I do sensing what the Father wants to do is to heal hope yes. back again. So that yes. you know, I know the future that he has for me. Yes. It's good, says the Lord. It's suddenly now recognizing the hope. And when hope is there, faith would start to operate and a declaration would start to change the environment. Right. So I'm going to also encourage people here that for a while they've had faith. It's like they've hit that same lid. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later on because I'm going to be a lid lifter. But one of the things I want to heal hope in people's life. I need a little healing of hope. And even in Birmingham, it got me a new (laughs) baptism of joy experiencing. Mm -hmm. Getting the joy back again, the childlikeness back again, the innocence back again. So there's some of those things that's also happening with declaration when hope is being healed. Wow. So... um with that hope healed, that positions us to receive our promises from God. Is there anything else practically that we can do to get ready to seize our promises? Well, we talked about first see it, say it, cease it. Yes. See it, say it, (laughs) cease it. See it, say it, cease it. It's almost a song, but Mm. for people to, I see it, Right. Now I'm going to say it, yep. and then I'm going to receive it or seize it and stepping into it. Right. So it's important for people because this is very um, frustrating when we do not understand yeah. the timing. So as an example, they could see the promised land. They were right. speaking, this is the promised land. Yep. But now when they're going in to occupy that promised land, there were seven giants there that was right. greater than them. So sometimes what it means, and we maybe get frustrated because, well, God, you said that this is what's going to happen now. And when I'm stepping in, there are some problems here. Mm-hmm. There are some giants. So I'm just saying that for people, the promises that he has, there is maybe giants in that land. Mm-hmm. And we have to occupy and get mm-hmm. rid of some of those right. giants. And one of the things, there can be the giants still in us. But that's one of the areas that what we do is we confess mm-hmm. and then we renounce mm-hmm. any of those things. There's giants in us so that when we then both see and say, when we're going to go into this place, making sure it's like one of my friends, he was just describing about fishing and, and, and he loved fishing and fishing with net. But he says when the, the net is dirty, the fish sees it. Mm-hmm. But he said, when we've cleaned the nest, that's what Jesus, the first thing he did, he asked them to clean the nest. And now there was so much, much fish because they, the dirt, it did something with the fish that they are able to, when there was a clean nest, they went right into it because mm-hmm. they couldn't see the net. That was so clean. And I think that there is a picture here, even for many of us, as we're moving into our promised land mm-hmm. or land of promises. We have to show up, but we also have to show up for the right battle. And then we need to realize and being clear what this land of promises is. So for some people, it can be the marriage or it can be that child. It can be that a new job. Uh, we can sit here, but the preparation also for that new job. So there is an element also on our side mm-hmm. that goes in. It's like with David. David played a harp when nobody was watching. So that when God was giving a nightmare to King Saul, guess who he was going to set up? The one that practiced his harp. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I know the passive element for us is waiting now for God to do what he's called us to do. Mm -hmm. And we can call it prayer and he can call it disobedient. Because Mm -hmm. it was up to us. So I'm saying that in a simple way. Your life is God's gift to you mm. and to this world. But That's what good. you do with your life is your gift to, to God. God. Yeah. So it's almost like uh, if, if you were to give me a piano, that was your gift to me. But for me then to use that piano, learning how to play that piano, 
that is my gift honor back to you. Mm. So I, I do believe that that's another thing we're going to see in this year is many people that because of the focus and clarity, you know what I'm supposed to play right. and also what I'm not supposed to play. Mm-hmm. And this is also part. And the two things that we need there, and of course, I wrote a book, Giant Slayers. Yes. But the two <laughs> things there is secret in the secret place, mm. worship, the lamb aspect, going in and spend time, mm. spend time with him, just be with him before you focus in so much on the assignment. Make sure that you are in alignment. So that aspect of David as being a worshiper, being the present, the, making sure the main thing is the main thing. Mm. It is one thing I desire. It is one thing I long for. Because wherever I am with his presence, it is my promised lamb. Amen. Let yeah. me say that again. I've never said that before. <laughs> when you are there, in his presence and mm. with his presence, you are in your promised land mm. so and you are okay. seizing it. Mm. And then the second of all, what are some of the tools mm. that can be finances? They mm-hmm. can be what I'm doing now in Pakistan. I'm doing this big Christmas thing, mm-hmm. bringing all world religious leaders together for a big Christmas party to meet the Prince of Peace. So it's the practicality of what I do then with my sling to solve some of those issues. Mm-hmm. So where there's this unity, I'm coming in with unity. Mm-hmm. Perhaps with financial miracle that we need for a certain season. There's certain things that I have an opportunity to co-labor with him, to partner with him so that I can seize my land. Mm-hmm. So I think that first of all, what I tell people in the Giant Slayers book, it is name your Goliath. Mm-hmm. Name the area that you're facing. Mm-hmm. So when you have a name there, you're going to find a name of God. Wow. So when David says Jehovah Sabaoth, why would he say Jehovah Sabaoth and not Jehovah Jireh? Because Jehovah Jireh is my provider. Or Jehovah Shalom, he's my peace. Or Jehovah Rapha, he's my healer. Mm-hmm. No, David didn't say it. He said Jehovah Sabaoth. And what does that mean? God is my warrior. Mm-hmm. So when he declared, he knew there's, there's war and he's facing this giant that is occupying the land that he was called to do. David then declare in the heavenly, God, my warrior. And at that moment, warrior angels comes in and things starts to happen and things is broken in the spiritual. Wow. So David then could deal with things in the natural. And that was the sling that he had practiced. Mm-hmm. But he, he had to first break the spirit over there. And he did that when he realized this is the name for this giant, mm-hmm. Goliath. I have a name for God. And I release the name of God, Jehovah Sabot. I need finances, Jehovah Jireh. God is my provider. And then practically speaking, you step in with your sling and you're taking your promised land, the land of promises. That's so good. Um, You know, over the last several months, we've actually talked a lot um, in our podcast about inheritance and living generationally. And I, I think I'd like to close us out with that because a lot of times when we are you know, taking our land and taking our promised land, we we sometimes forget that um, there are generations that are after us that we really should be taking this land for. It's not just our land. It's the land of the people after us. And and we, you did a podcast recently, I don't know if you remember, on Elisha um, in 2 Kings 13, 8, where he talks about... Um, He's talking to Joash before he died about striking the ground. And I wanted to just kind of recap that really fast because I feel like that that's such a great picture of us taking the ground, taking our promise and doing it for the generations um, and and how you can seize not only your promise, but pro- for promise for the next generation. Yeah, I, I think it is going to be very important for us to think generational. Yeah. 
that we have a tendency to think about me and my calling, my promises. Uh, but what you see, like even with David, mm-hmm. David went through this whole life of obstacle. David was always at war right. so that Solomon could establish a peace. That's good. So he, here you have a father that through his life went all the way from Bethlehem to Adullam to Hebron to Son. He right. went on his journey and he, there was a giant that was trying to kill him, a bear that tried to kill him. I mean, Saul tried to kill him. He went to, he was always at war. Right. And eventually he takes what he has not placed. He got a throne. Then he takes this inheritance and then he get a son to get wisdom to steward that very thing. Or if the son had had also the presence, not just the principle of his father, Mm -hmm. this would have gone on to another generation and the world would never be the same. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying that even in regard to a lot of the things that I'm doing and we've Mm -hmm. talked a lot about it. I I think to some degree what people say, they introduced me as a hero when I was in the Philippines and and I don't mind that because I believe every one of us are superheroes to Papa. Not superstars. Jesus is the only superstar. But all the sons and daughters of glory are superhero. But I realize that I'm investing the rest of my life even to the generation I cannot see. Mm-hmm. Raising up the superhero. So they are stepping in. So the four basic things here, I want all of them to know their identity, yeah. the same identity that Jesus had. It's totally unshakable to know that you are a beloved son and daughter of a good father. So the whole identity, but then family. I want everyone to find their place at a family table so that even as we are dreaming, we don't do it ourselves. So there's things there I need to help you and you're helping me and we do one another. One can do a thousand, two, ten thousand. What can this family Mm -hmm. and a family of families? So Mm -hmm. that's my second area, making sure that everybody's connected to family. Then destiny helping each person to find out what is your place here mm. on planet Earth where you can arise and shine for his light has come. I want to help every one of the sons and daughters to step into their destiny, their mm. uniqueness, their special place in history. And then the last one is glory, to living such a mm. lifestyle of glory. And John seventeen four is my life verse where I have glorified you here on Earth and I finish everything that you call me to do. My heart is to raise up a million of these sons and daughters that will live and love in such a way that people will constantly point to who their father is, right. glory. But they also finish everything that they were called to do. Right. Not what they were not called to do, but what they were called to do. Doing God's work. God's way with God's power full of love full of power full of wisdom wow. to raise up these sons and daughters of glory so, so it is this three generational it is also that I get to play because somebody else has paid right. it is for me to honor the roots mm-hmm. so that I can be entrusted with the fruit but now for other people to honor the prices that we have paid for right. including what I've done for the 24 years being in the Muslim world, traveling all over, being away from mm-hmm. home, that other people, they can, they don't have to have the same scars that right. I do if they can honor the scars that we have That's good. and recognize that. Mm-hmm. Then you have a whole new generation and this excites me. Yes. That's called inheritance. Mm-hmm. That's when the double portion anointing is there. Mm-hmm. And it's so beautiful to thinking about now, a whole new generation God is going to raise up. And we want to talk to that generation. We want that generation to dream with God. Yes. So they would wake up with passion and with purpose, mm-hmm. something to live for, something to die for, something to be all in. Yes. Because... Yeah, so I'm just, woo, I feel excited. So good. Yeah. So good. Well, um, we are out of time for today, but I love to recap what we've got because it's so important for us to see 
um, our, what God is saying over us and declare it and then to seize those promises so that we can be an all-in p- people full of favor, full of focus, and full of freedom. And on our next podcast, we will actually, uh, Leif is actually going to be teaching into um, removing lids for 2020. So you don't want to miss out. We're on this series of just what God is saying for 2020 and how you are, can be equipped to live full so that you can die empty. Yeah, there is this very thing that God spoke to me. He said, it is time for my people to dream again. Yeah. It is time for my people to believe again. And it is time for my people to soar again. And we're going to talk about this soaring next time. And Sounds I'm so excited. Good. Whoa. All right. Leif, will you just pray for our listeners? Yeah, Father, I just uh, I just wanted to honor everyone that is just loving themselves, mm. investing in themselves well enough to be able to say, yes, I am all in. Father, I just thank you that uh, you have not given us a spirit of fear, but you have given us a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Mm-hmm. So even in this season, as you are just uh, cleaning our lenses and helping us to see, 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 to see what you see, and then also say what you say, and then seize what you are seizing. Mm-hmm. We don't want to ask you to bless what we are doing when we get to do what you are blessing. So I'm just going to bless you. I bless your eyesight, the vision, to have both natural and supernatural. I bless your lips and your tongue because uh, there is healing in your tongue. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. So I bless you. The very words you're going to speak this year is going to be life and it's going to be life-changing and life-giving because Jesus came to give life and life more abundantly. And that's what you're going to experience. And you're going to seize it. His promises are yes. Yes and amen for you. Mm. So do not grow weary in well-doing because in the proper time, you will reap the harvest when you do not faint. So I'm blessing you. I bless your family. I bless your finances. I bless your health. Shalom, shalom. Safe, sound, complete, whole in every area of life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. amen. Well, thanks for joining us again for this episode of Kingdom Family Talks. We hope you'll join us next time as we learn to soar again. 